Hello and welcome to Be The Wolf. I am your host, Jenea Barnes. Many people struggle to be the fullest, biggest, truest versions of themselves. They bend to fit into other people's ideals of who and what they should be. They tame their brilliance to avoid judgment and gain approval. A long time ago, people attempted to tame the wilderness of Yellowstone National Park by eradicating predators. Taming the wilderness collapsed the ecosystem. But there's hope. In the mid-90s, 41 wolves were introduced into the park and with this, the ecosystem replenished itself and flourished. The wolves did nothing but be exactly who they are meant to be and do what they were born to do. So I say to you, be the wolf. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Be the Wolf. I am super excited today to be here with Bob Doyle. You may remember him from the movie and the book, The Secret. And the secret for today is that we're moving a little bit away from some of the stuff in The Secret to ultimately really making that more powerful, but giving you more control is my take on it. Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. I'll try and I'll try and do the shortest version possible. So I started my professional career as a broadcaster. I always knew I wanted to be that. I was very clear. There were no other options. I trained for nothing else. And that's all I cared about. So I got into radio and I was doing character voices and having a bunch of fun just being a goofball. And that I thought, that's it. This is my life. I can't wait. And But after about seven years of that, when I was in a major market and I was still kind of relatively early in my career, I wasn't really afforded the creative opportunity that, you know, that I wanted. And, and in retrospect, I'm glad they didn't give it to me because it was, but whatever. At the time, I really felt like I needed to find something where I could express myself, express my creativity more. So I left radio, which, but that was like, okay, my whole life I wanted to do this. So then what? So then I was just exploring all kinds of things. I got into computers and multimedia computers, uh, always played with voiceover in the background, um, tried to start an audio production company. I did, I sold some vitamins, multi-level. I mean, I was just all over the place and it was driving me a little crazy because I felt like on paper, I should be, I should be more successful. What's going on. And in that search of why is this not working is when I sort of took this metaphysical step into learning about, you know, more about meditation and visualization and reality creation, the energetic nature of the universe. And all of that eventually led me to some ahas around like why my life was the way that it was and and more on this law of attraction thing the the how we're at attracting our circumstances and and how we can take a proactive role in that um i had to get to a point where there was a little bit of science in it where some, somebody had to use quantum physics to explain something so it didn't sound quite so woo woo to me but when i did i started implementing it and doing some of the basic law of attraction things vision boards and whatnot but i had fairly miraculous results quickly. And in my enthusiasm, I was started to put together a pro I put together a program for online teaching because that was one of the many things I learned to do in my search was to get online and do courses and do video and audio. It was all just part of my journey. And now I could take all of that seemingly random expertise, put it into one thing, create this program. 
which grew massively over the course of three years as I changed sort of who I was being in the conversation. And three years later, it was found by Rhonda Byrne, who created The Secret. So now I'm invited to be in this film and I go from whatever my audience was at that time, because I was basically in the industry, if you will, for three years. And I didn't even really consider myself that to now millions of people have seen me. And, you know, you can imagine it changed a lot, changed a lot. And um, so but I actually ran into sort of a personal identity crisis because that broadcaster in me needed to express. But now I felt like I had been pigeonholed into this. Bob Doyle from The Secret, because I kept, everybody was was calling me that. And and I felt like I had an, there was an expectation that I should be like Jack Canfield or Bob Proctor or any of these other people who've been doing it for decades. And I just was having trouble finding how to be me in this conversation on a bigger scale. Because when I did it pre-Secret, I was just me. And I had fun with it. And I wrote in my own voice. And it was just, it was just this genuine thing. But something happened in my brain after the secret about who I was supposed to be. And that would, that really began quite a lesson for me, you know, in learning, getting a vision for who I am and and what's important in those, along those lines and how I absolutely had to find a way to express myself creatively. Luckily, live streaming came along. Periscope, Facebook, all those things. Now the broadcaster and me could add visual, uh, you know, video to the whole thing. And it would just became a huge playground. And now I could be creative and silly and all those things. And eventually I found how do I blend my message and share it? So that brought the joy back. Now, how then do I move from law of attraction and focusing all on the ins and outs of it? Very specific. I mean, just here's how it works. You got to understand how it works. Because if you understand <laughs> how it works, it'll work for you. And so 20 years I'm spending teaching people all of this vibration, energy, resonance, and I'm watching people just have frustration and, and, you know, just inconsistent results. And you hear a million different theories and they're so focused on the law of attraction that they're not focused on what's important. And that is who do they need yeah. to be in order to have this stuff they're trying to attract? So I had this huge aha moment three years ago that was that reality is created in the moment that we give any given moment meaning. And, and do we enjoy this moment? Have we arrived? Are we there yet? Are we almost there yet? Do I like myself? Do I not? Is that guy a jerk? Is everything great? All of that happens in an instant. We assess the moment and we give meaning to it. And that creates our reality. But what creates all of that, that the meaning that we give it is our wiring. So our wiring determines all of our action and what the meaning we make out of our life. So if, and that gives us our results. So if we don't like our results, we have to trace it back to our wiring. And what is our wiring having us be in the world that is getting us what we are getting? And how do we need to change that wiring to become the person who on autopilot will create and manifest, if you want to use that word, the life that we're desiring? So it's about focusing on who do I want to become rather than who, what do I want to attract? Yeah. And it's so interesting because in in on my take when i work with people to change their wiring it's really about the motivation about why they want the things because and i operate a lot on like is it expansive or is it contractive is it moving towards what you want or is it moving away from what you don't want and there's that piece about well why do you want the thing 
Yes. Are you wanting the thing to prevent something terrible from happening? Because in your mind, here's the brain wiring part. In your mind, you're just constantly focused on the things that you don't want because your unconscious mind does not understand the word not. You know, you can't not think about a pink elephant if I just told you to not think about a pink elephant. Yeah, you really nailed it. It's it's and this is what I keep whenever I'm working with people, it's like when you're if you're going to think about the the stuff you want to attract, you need to be thinking about that as the future person who has arrived, who has the success, who has the competence, who is empowered, who has given up the old stories. What do they want in their life? What are their motivations for their desires? Because they're different than yours. If, like you said, your your motivations might be driven from a feeling of lack to solve problems, all of that. That's not what you want to drive your motivation. It can be a launching point, but immediately you have to give that up and understand that the person who's going to attract all these things that you want will not hold on to those stories that you've been holding on to. They will no longer have any space for that kind of justification as to why they haven't arrived. All of those stories are just wiring. There's no truth to any of them except to the extent that you act in such a way that you make those things appear true. But but by changing the inner conversation that you're having with yourself on an ongoing basis, you can change it. But the motivation is absolutely key. It must be non-negotiable. When you think about things like walking and talking, reading, writing, we learned all of those things. They were non-negotiable, but we made tons of mistakes. We fell down lots of times. There was lots right. of feedback that if we applied that, if we got that kind of feedback in our personal development journey, we quit. We're done. This is too uncomfortable. I guess the universe doesn't want it for me. That means your vision is completely negotiable. And the reason that it probably is, is because somewhere along the line, you don't really believe that it could uh, it can occur. If you really knew that you could have it, why would you quit? Right. Right. So I'm here to tell you, you can have it, but you have to change your wiring to become the person who will have it in order to have it. It's not about looking at vision boards all day and meditating all day <laughs> without moving into action that is in alignment with the right. person who will have those things on that board. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You can look at something, you can dream about something, but most of the time, and this is like, I see it time and time again, they are dreaming about these positive things because they want to get out of pain. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's the motivation. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And if I had this, it's some made up story, right? It's that meaning that you're talking about. Yeah. If I have the million dollars, then I'm going to feel great and life will be great and I'll be fine. But when you get there and, you know, we've seen plenty of people make a ton of money and are totally miserable because it's not the money, it's the meaning, it's all the stuff that comes behind it. Yeah. Let me address, can I address that one specifically? Because that's yes. a very common example with that whole lottery winning stuff. And in the law oh, of yeah. conversation, we would always talk about how, you know, the lottery winners, they, they win big and then it's gone. And we always talk about how you're just not in alignment with it, the vibration. We're always talking about the energy and stuff like that. Okay, I got it. But let's talk practically. The reason you're not hanging on to it is because you've got, since you are not a person who is a millionaire per se, you're you who got acquired a million dollars. You have no savings thing. Uh, you've got no financial plan. You don't know how to invest in assets. You've got no, no plan. You're not thinking like a millionaire. So your only experience with money is to spend it all. So that's what you do. Right. 
Yeah. And, and you might say, oh, well, I'll say, but you don't have that. But so what you need to do, if you're going to be a millionaire right now, do the things a millionaire does. Plan. Figure out what you want to invest in. When, you, when that money comes, what will you invest in? So that when it comes, you just go into action. Because what if it, you know, you think about it all day long and then it comes and now you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? That's what I'm talking about. Now you're scrambling and that's not who you want to be. You want to be the person who effortlessly has this and way more money. And it's not overwhelming because you know exactly what to do with it. So now you talk to planners. Now you talk to banks. Now you get your investment stuff in order. Do you want to go crypto? Whatever. Do your research now. Be that person now. You don't become that person when you get the money. It doesn't happen. You're right. And when you're when you're thinking about like money, for example, you've got to, if that's what's important to you, if that's what's really important to you, then you'll naturally start reading books about finance. You'll study up on Warren Buffett and and Richard Branson and all these people, you'll it will become what's interesting to you. But when people are talking about wanting so much money, I want to win the lottery. The thing is, is that's not what the money is not what's important to them. It's about getting out of the pain. They think it's going to solve all their problems. Right. So they're constantly focused on their problems. And then, of course, the money comes and they haven't they exactly what you said, they haven't realigned what's important to them, like internally in their brain to be able to actually facilitate holding the money. You yes. know, as we know, lottery winners are usually broke within three years after winning. Most professional athletes are broke within three years after retiring. And it's that same thing because the whole time what is programmed in the mind is 100% about what they were trying to avoid or or what was important to them then as that person versus the person that has the money. And yes. they just say, yeah, at the time the professional athletes had it coming in, they were never thinking about it in the long term. Because again, getting out of that pain, which was what most people are trying to do, um, is about it's short term thinking. It's never that long term projection. And when you rewire the brain, just as you were saying, you are looking at things from that long term perspective. And that's why it, what makes it so powerful. So see, people people are in things like The Secret have given people this sort of magical thinking aspect about creating their reality to some extent, right? Mm -hmm. And they want it to happen in some sort of unnatural or magical, miraculous way without taking the journey. You have to take the journey. You have to, if you're going to be the person who has all these amazing results in the life that you have, you have to take the journey that that person took. You'll have to take the ups and the downs so that you'll have the knowledge. You earn the right. You have the authority to be that person. So you welcome those challenges instead of making those challenges mean that, oh, I can't do it or I shouldn't do it or whatever. Of course, there's going to be challenges. You have, you are not wired for this yet. It's going to be uncomfortable. Embrace the discomfort. It means you're growing. If you if the if you're not if you're not uncomfortable, then you're just being complacent. You're not going to get <laughs> to that place. So it, it, so again, you enjoy it, you embrace it, and yeah, sometimes it's not very fun, and sometimes it feels like five steps back. But you wouldn't experience have experienced that five steps back feeling if you hadn't been taking steps forward, which will always get you there closer. So yeah, okay, 
Now you got five steps back. Well, are you going to quit or are you going to take what you learned from that, make the adjustment and move forward like every great inventor on the planet has done? We would have nothing, nothing. Right. If the inventors approach technology and advancement like we approach personal development. Well, I tried a <laughs> times. Forget it. There will be no iPhone. <laughs> well, no, it's true. And, and if you if people want to really stick in the magical thinking aspect of it, you can just literally think the universe is working for me and these failures are teaching me something so that I'm better prepared for when the thing happens. And I think that's probably the best way to keep the magical approach going. And before we get too deep into this, because I know you and I are going to be able to go on about this forever, I want to, uh, you have a quiz that people can take. Yeah. And it takes just like 60 seconds. And tell us a little bit about that. So when we talk about rewiring, it, we're, we're going to have this whole conversation about how ready our brain is to change. And so the question is, all right, well, how do I do it? How do I start rewiring? And to rewire autopilot wiring, you need to recognize what the autopilot wiring is. Because when you're inside, sometimes it's very hard to see it. It's just the truth to you. It's just how it is. You don't think about right. it in terms of I'm in autopilot response. Now, sometimes we do know of some self-sabotaging behavior, but sometimes we don't. So what the quiz does is it just identifies a what I call a transformation personality type in you, and the type has certain traits, which may cause you to self-sabotage. Not necessarily, and there's nothing wrong with the types, and you may test for various types on various days. Any information of, that you can glean about your autopilot response is very valuable because then you can be on the lookout for it. With that consciousness, you can begin to create other choices and new patterns and go through that discomfort to begin the rewiring process. But if, if you don't know what you're doing on autopilot that's stopping you, it's going to be a much longer haul. So the quiz in 60 seconds, multiple choice, boom, 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 you get your type. And then there's a video and a PDF that says, okay, here's what you probably experience. And here's what you can do with that trait that will actually serve you in your rewiring right. process. Yeah, it was funny. I took it, I took it at, I, I sort of backtracked myself at, at pretending I was might be my 27 year old self and then my 35 year old self. And there was one, one way I took it. I was a magical thinker. Another way I was a seeker. And for those periods of time, it was definitely right on with what yeah. was going on in my, my brain. And after spending years rewiring my brain and of course, working with my clients to do the same, it, is so interesting to really like look at another person who helps people rewire their brains, their perspectives, and some of the stuff that they gleam. So I am super grateful that you're here. Yeah. Uh, what do you, you know, this podcast is called Be the Wolf, and it's really about that. If we are, in my opinion, if we are truly who we are born to be, mm. that we will create some sort of a balancing of the ecosystem the way the Yellowstone wolves did when they were reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park. But those of us that have, ha have the skills to rewire our brain and really like step in and move forward in a way that's different and perhaps maybe more powerful than other people. What was the moment where you really stepped into being the wolf? You talked a bit about 
um, getting sort of lost in that the secret sort of swarm of overwhelm kind of a thing. It sounds like maybe your point might have been in there, but yep. that's you tell what I would me. Say. I would say that that's that's one of one of them. One of the major ones was like uh -huh. this is a career that I didn't never I never planned for. I'm not really ready I, in my mind. I wasn't like this, this bigness of it. And like, I had not prepared a vision for myself. And then, then to have that suffering over something that anybody from the outside would be like, are you kidding me? What are you complaining about? Right? I mean, it's obvious. It was, it was an enviable position and I am totally grateful for it. And it had me question everything about what my motivations were. So yes, that decision when live streaming came along to just said, you know what, I'm going to lose some people when I show myself, you know, when I start doing weird faces or I'm making voices <laughs> or, I'm or I'm doing some crazy crap, there's going to be people and there were who were like, I don't understand what you're doing. You know, I don't understand what you're doing. This is what not what you're everything I feared. Right. right. But. But I also knew that these people are not my tribe and it's not going to, if I'm going to do this conversation for an, any number of years going forward, I got to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy who I'm dealing with, who my customers are, who my clients are, who I'm speaking to, all of it, because I, why I can do other things, you know? Yeah. So, so that, that decision just to, and, and it was, that was an interesting journey too, which is cringy for me sometimes looking at like YouTube and my, the history of me trying this, right? Right. It's like, oh, God, okay. But anyway, eventually I found a place where I really am, just feel totally in my body when I'm doing it. I feel totally comfortable and on task and, and authentic, authentic in my passion for it and my enthusiasm for it. I don't have to amp anything up. And now that I don't have to sit here and explain vibration and all of that stuff all the time, <laughs> It's so much more rewarding. Seriously, all I say now is your brain can change. And then yes. you want to change it. So it's it's so much simpler. And there's just plain sight. No one's arguing that our brains can change. But right. as you and I briefly touched on before we went live, the, the key here is that when you do this, when you re literally fully rewire yourself authentically, so your autopilot behavior is the person you want to be, the law of attraction is just working by it's always working, but it's working the way you want. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. I, I use the example all the time. It's this is like obsessing over understanding why gravity is pulling the glass down in order for the glass to drop if I let go of it. All I have to do is let go. And then it happens. And it's the yeah. same thing with this, right? Just be that person. And naturally, energy is gonna move and all that cool metaphysical stuff is gonna happen, but you don't have to figure it out. You just, as the things come to you, don't judge them, be grateful for them, know that they are appropriate because you are being the person and take the lessons, whatever the lessons are, the successes, the challenges, the feedback and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is part of my journey. Again, it's this, if it takes you, if you have a vision for something and it's big and it's way outside of anything you know, and you know that to, to be that, to do that, I'm going to have to learn all kinds of stuff I don't know. Awesome. Go learn it. Go do yeah. what you have to do to get educated on that thing. And it might take you five years. What if it took you more? But then at the end of the five, there you are. And now the right. rest of your life, you get to be that and more because you've proven to yourself that you can transform in an amazing way. If you don't start the path, of course, you will never get there. 
and you will spend the rest of your life wishing and wondering. And then, and then five years from now, you're going to remember this conversation and go, oh, if I had just started. Right. That's the thing is you have to start. You absolutely have to take a step and then another step and then another step. And, you know, you talked about having, you know, the things start to actually come to you. And I think you and I are kind of a beautiful example of that because you kind of started with the law of attraction and you came to the brain rewiring. I started with the brain rewiring. And then one day I had this aha moment of, oh, this is how the law of attraction actually works. Yes. And there's no accident that, you know, we both are sort of at that same place and here we are connected. And so when you talk about that, sure, of course, that's the law of attraction at work, but we're both at the same place that where we can accept and receive this connection and having this conversation. And yeah, I just want I want folks to know that I'm not like anti-law of attraction or anything, but, but yeah. what I am, I am pro you transforming. Yep. However you do it. Law of attraction and the study of that and all of that, it's been turned into like a tool. Like I'm going to use the law of attraction to become. <laughs> no, the law of attraction is going to work. When, this, this is the whole thing. We've been, this paradigm has been painted for us by the industry. It's been, it's been packaged up and marketed as this trick, as this thing to master. And yeah. so then people just go, well, I'm going to master that then. Well, what about mastering you? Who do you want? What's going on? So, but we just get all distracted. And that's why I'm not anti that. I just want you to know that all of that's running in as subtext in the background. 20 years I spent teaching people because I just knew that if they got the law of attraction, if they understood the science of it, like I did, well, then they're going to have results. And I, the evidence is just not there. People yeah. just get more obsessed with the law of attraction and how, what am I doing wrong? Or how can I make it better? Or it was just like, right. well, and then, and then they're making up those meanings and those stories about themselves. I know somebody that was studying with some well-known people with the law of attraction and they were super depressed and in a really, really bad state in their life. And they were doing all the things and they were doing all the things. And the teachers, the specific teachers were telling him that he's just not trying hard enough. He's just not doing it right. And so here now he gets to pile on these meanings and these stories about how he's wrong and how he's not doing now he's not good enough. And why is this working for other people and not for me? And I know because I heal trauma and, you know, rewire some of that really deep stuff that keeps us looped in, which you understand. Sometimes when you've had dark stuff in your life, you're looped into a pattern of negative thinking and you can't get out of it just by hoping because again, coming back to trying to get out of the pain. But when you take the action and the steps, no matter how uncomfortable to break through the boundaries of whatever has been keeping you there. And, you know, sometimes it's little steps. Sometimes it's you're we're doing it on your own. Sometimes it's you're working with someone like you. Sometimes you're working with someone like me. But the thing is, is action is key. You can't sit on your butt it's even like astrology is one of those things. You could have a chart that says you're going to meet the love of your life and all of this stuff. 
But if you stay in your house and you don't talk to anybody, it's never going to happen. You get to be the one that has control in your life. And that's the beauty of rewiring your brain and stepping into deciding who you want to be and taking the action to get there. I'm so glad you said it that way because I, I keep underlining that because people spend their lives trying to figure out what they're here to be, what their purpose is. And I'm saying you get to decide. You get to decide. You've got these passions and things in you. So good. That's a hint. But how that looks, you get to decide. How big do you want to play it? Where do you want to yep. live? And all of these things. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Well, go learn how to get there. How did other people get there? What did they do? Can you do those things? Mm, I don't know if I could. Could you learn to do them? They're going to be uncomfortable at first. Again, it's just like when you make the decision, just be ready for the discomfort and the not knowing and all of those things. It's a normal part of learning everything, not just developing yourself and transforming your life. It's everything. You start with no knowledge, you get knowledge, you test yourself with it, you put it into action, you get the feedback. Oh, it didn't work. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, I think about, okay, so my purpose is to be a conduit basically for expansion. So that's my purpose. I can do it anywhere. I could keep it small. I could take it big. I'm in the process of taking it bigger and bigger and bigger because I want to help more and more people. Mm -hmm. But that's because I decided that's who I wanted to be. Exactly. If I just wanted to have a very simple life and just have expansive conversations with the people I in an, in encounter, that would be living my purpose. But I have chosen to be something bigger than that and do something bigger than that. And so again, with the brain rewiring, you get to choose, you get to make your reality. Yes, uh, I'm glad you said that. I touched on it briefly and now we're naturally back to it. I had said when I first started in this uh, work, I made a decision about who I was going to be in it early on that changed things because originally it was me and my excitement about material I had found that gave me aha moments about what I was calling then wealth consciousness. I wasn't even using the term law of attraction when I first put the program out there. But as I learned more and studied more and got more results in my life, I made a decision that instead of just being this conduit or the facilitator of the program that um, I wanted, instead I wanted to be the conduit. I wanted to have the knowledge. Like there was just this part of me that wanted to not just glean it from other people, but to understand it on a much deeper level and to be able to create transformation through my ability to have these distinctions. So at, from that moment on, I was no longer someone who was trying to be as, I don't know, popular as Joe Vitale or somebody else I'd seen in the marketing space or, or whatever. I was no longer aspiring to be anything. I was being it starting today. And so in all of my email communications and all of my conversations with anybody about an interview or whatever, like I changed my whole energy about who I was. And when I did that, that's when like what everybody calls the download started coming. That's when the program went from five ebooks somebody else wrote in a couple of meditations I did to this ridiculous amount of information in every way you could possibly think about the law of attraction with meditations and tell, you know, interviews, the whole thing, just hours and hours. It became, it's too big. It's too big, too much. But back at the time, it was very impressive, but that was right. all, it was all uh, the, the outcome of me shifting who I was being. And that of course is what put me in the position to be found by someone like Rhonda Burns so that I could play this bigger game because you were talking about what drives you. And I think if I had to 
categorize it. It's about creative self-expression. I want to bring that out in people, whether it is through my law of attraction work or the other crazy crap I do out in the world that just hopefully gets people to go, I want to do something. I want to play too. You know, I want to do yes. something that's in me. So that, I think that's what drives anything I'm doing. Well, and that's a piece of it. Play is such a big part of it. And I think when people, I think joy is such a big natural part of human beings existence if we can let it if we can not let all the heaviness and all the stories we make up really smush us down when we get to live our life joyfully and authentically that's where i think well we'll go with magical thinking where the magic comes from well it's really what brings you the juice and the joy in life i you know i've been introducing this paradigm flip in conversations too, because this whole thing about us asking the universe for stuff, we're asking the universe for all of these things. And <clears throat> I would like to submit that, uh, number one reminder, it's not us and the universe. It's we're all the universe. And in fact, we are a physical extension of the universe. It's again, mm -hmm. we're not separate from the universe has taken some of its energy and created this cluster called a human being, which has senses and all of these things, but it also has this amazing brain and it has passions. We, we have these interests in things. We have an inherent desire to grow, but the, but the best part is that we have this brain, which controls everything that we can program however we'd like to make that happen. The problem is from age zero to seven, we are at the mercy of the belief systems of whoever brought us into this world right. and surrounds us. So that wiring gets in super deep because we say yes to everything. I'm sure this is no new information to you, but we're saying yes to everything. So by the time we're adults and conscious of the fact that we can actually do something about it, we're facing decades of wiring that needs to be dealt with. So that's right. why we have to be gentle with ourselves and patient with ourselves to not expect some overnight thing, but still celebrate the fact that we can do something about it starting today. And that we can begin to rewire and not be victim to that autopilot response if we are committed to it, if we have a reason, if we can inspire ourselves to become that person enough that it becomes non-negotiable. Right. Well, it's interesting you bring up the age zero to seven. That is the imprint period. And for those of you listening that don't really know what that means, when I was watching a TV show recently and they were talking about a baby and they're like, oh, this baby is just taking in all this raw data and this is what happens from age zero to seven is you are literally absorbing everything around you there's no filters you believe everything that you're told uh, around eight is when most children stop believing in santa claus and it's also when you start to draw conclusions and your brain starts to filter and just as you said most people have this wiring that's so deep that happens when they're young. So if they want to be something different than what they grew up around or what they witnessed before the age of seven, they're probably going to have some massive rewiring to do in their brain because that's what's deep under the surface that most people are not even aware of. You might have had people say, oh, we're just not those kind of people or really well-educated people. They're snooty. And so these little beliefs 
are running the background. And there's, of course, you don't want to be snooty and your dad doesn't like that kind of person. So why would you ever become that kind of person? And this is the unconscious wiring that's deep underneath the surface that needs to be shifted. And we need to change if we want to be something different than what we grew up around. If that's our choice, we need to change that underlying program. And so if we can just understand that, yeah, it's not, it's just science, really. That's yes. just how the brain works. Input, 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 memory, 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 guides, actions, make meaning, do life, get results. Okay. So now we can, but, but at any time we can put new information in. But if you're a person who wants to break free from that, there are things you can do to help yourself. But if you like get into a new environment, surround yourself with the people who are doing mm -hmm. and being who you want to be so that you can see that behavior so that you can try it on and not get a bunch of looks like, what are you doing? Because that's <laughs> going to happen. It makes it very difficult for people who are trying to break free from a, a paradigm that they've shared with everybody around them. And right. now they're going to go play a bigger game. Well, of course, everybody's going to go, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. And if you're emotionally tied to them, if it's family, if it's something deep like that, that stops a lot of people that one of the types is the people pleaser. And that mm -hmm. is one of the, and, and that, you know, that kind of stuff stops them. The look on somebody's face and they give up their dreams. That is not an exaggeration. So I agree. It's really about realizing so much of this is about getting conscious about how that's just a programming like there's no truth. That's their problem when you can really see it. And that's not just theoretical, you and I talking, but if I can coach somebody to see that then none of this stuff that they're doing, that they're saying is true and how it's not serving them to continue to say it. And what could be possible if you could wire yourself with the opposite? What would that look like? What would it feel like no matter how long it took? And we just have to get them inspired. But right now they don't see, they just know they don't like this, but right. they're not clear on what they're going to replace it with. And that's why they don't get anywhere. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. They don't like this. I want to get out of this pain. But yes, you're right. They don't know what to replace it with. And if they don't have the models of people around them, they really don't know. And instinctually, from like the time we are born, we know, you know, our brains have parts of our brain have not caught up with modern societies. So we are knowing instinctually that we must be loved or we will throw be thrown out and we will not survive right mm -hmm. the baby the mother must love yes. the baby or the mother will not feed the baby and the baby will not survive the yes. tri in a tribal mentality which mo our amygdala brain is still like locked into if the group does not like us and they throw us out we will probably not survive so this base level survival instinct is still in there and if you are surrounding yourself with people that are not like you want to be you're unconsciously going to start to pick up the behavior. How many times have you started saying a word that you dislike because all the people around you say it and then you you hated it all this time and then you catch yourself saying it. You're like, oh, and it's because we naturally pick up that behavior. So the more you can surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do, then you will unconsciously start to pick up some of that behavior. And I think here's where one of the blessings of social media comes in is you can 
you can follow some hashtags on Instagram and just even having that visual representation of what you want to be coming through your social media feed on a regular basis will help you to start to really understand some of the things that it takes to move towards be or at least create the vision of who you need to be so that you can do the work to step there, take the action and step there. You just have to be super vigilant for any thought that resembles that can't happen for me. I know it's possible. I see other people doing it, but somewhere in there, they still don't believe that could happen for them or it would be too hard or they just, there's too much to learn. And I just want everybody to know that that's normal. That response yeah. is absolutely normal and, and, and it's okay. And it doesn't mean anything about what is possible for you. It's just a normal response that we've been programmed to have. It's all of our logic working. It's what, how we've been taught about what we can do and how education works, all just coming together in an instant of non-truth. But if you can just recognize and go, okay, well, there it is. There's that, there's that wired response. But of course, my brain is ready to change. Of course, if I really wanted to learn Spanish, I could start studying it and I would learn it and then I would become a Spanish speaker. So if I want to become a successful whatever, what do those successful people do? How much of that behavior can I start doing right now without any of the external stuff changing? Not relying yeah. on that to change before I, be, before I take on that behavior. Maybe it's something as simple as being on time. <laughs> that's you're not. And you know, to be that person, you got to be on time. Okay. You have 100% control over that. So start as hard as it might yes. be. Same thing with diet, exercise, all of these things that you can do now that you do not need to wait to do. That's going to only accelerate the rewiring process and you embodying that person and taking the action that that person does. And the moment Again, no magic here. The moment you take a different action out in the world, of course, the world now has to respond differently to that action. Yep. So your results are be going are going to start to change. It might be a ripple effect. You might not get like the immediate result, but change has mm -hmm. begun and it's out of your head and not on your vision board. And you've begun to work with the rest of the universe so this give and take dance, it sends you stuff. You be this, it changes, it does. It's a dance. It's constant. Both the, the whole thing's in motion. Yeah. You're not just waiting around for things to happen. And I think you touched on something really important. Sometimes you change your behavior and the way somebody responds to it is negative. Mm -hmm. And it's important to stay the course. I remember when I was 15 years old and my mom was yelling at me for something stupid and I chose for the first time ever. I was like, I'm tired of this pattern, right? I've got to, I'm trying to rewire and make something different. I'm tired of this pattern. So I am not going to fight back. I'm going to calmly respond and try and explain my position. And, and it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> she lost it, came at me in a, very negative way. And I moved out of my house for a number of months and went down a deep, dark spiral. But now that may have been the immediate response. But when I moved back into the house after, you know, some ups and downs, 
thing. It was the best thing that ever happened to our relationship because we started communicating. She stopped trying to control me as much as she was. And I actually started being honest. So that's another thing too. The immediate response, even if it's something you don't like, might be something that's rippling to something better down the line. The more the more uh, intentional you are with this, the bigger you change, the more bold you are, the more extreme the reaction is going to be. It's an energy thing, right? Yeah. So if you take a bold, different action, you can expect an energetically appropriate response, but you're speeding up the process. Instead of just coasting through life, rewiring, letting society and our circumstances rewire us into changing who we are. And we're, there's no doubt we're changing. If you look back 10 years ago, who you were oh, yeah. 15 years ago, I mean, we're changing. There's no denying it. But let's be more conscious about it. If we're going to be that intentional and try to move things along efficiently, we're going to feel it more. It's just that's just logic. Right. Yeah. So all the, the all the voices in our head that was you can't do that will now be going, you can't do that. Right. But none of right. us. Right. Well, I mean, and look at the last couple of years, <laughs> we're just like, if you weren't taking an active role in trying to pursue and push forward in your own personal growth and expansion and whatever you might want to call it, the universe definitely threw everybody for a loop the last couple of years, shook everything up is like, oh, yeah, that coping mechanism that you liked a lot that was helping you ignore the fact that you're not doing what you really want to do, all of that stuff, it got shaken up. And I think the blessing in that, I mean, I know a lot of people went through a lot of pain and of course I, my heart goes out to them and I'm compassionate for them. But the blessing is, is that it uncovered a lot of stuff and people are taking the steps now to create the lives that they want. I mean, there's the great resignation and people saying like, this is not the kind of life I want to live anymore. And I'm choosing something different and they're taking action. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if any percentage of, of the population is doing that as a result of all this mess, that's great. But it's also shining a real light on the core of what we're saying here. And that is that our wiring creates different versions of the truth. The reason mm -hmm. anything is because everybody's right in their own mind and they have all the evidence they need to yep. support it. And what the is wrong with you idiots who don't see this? That's just <laughs> because we're literally seeing things through a different lens. Yep. The idea that we're going to change someone's mind who is wired to see their truth like this is insane. And that's why things escalate. How can you yep. not see this? You know, and it's just <laughs> understand that it's like, wow, okay. So you were wired to believe that. And mm -hmm. I was wired to believe this. And, and they were wired to believe it differently. And they were wired to believe it differently. You just, if you can just be conscious that, hey, nobody's right. What works for you? How do you use, how can you best interpret these circumstances so that you can become the person you want and whatever. Do you need to move away from these circumstances? Is there something you can do to fix these circumstances? All of this stuff is telling you something. Right. Well, and the interpretation is key. You know, you can look at something from somebody else's perspective. You can look at it from your perspective. You can look at it from a neutral perspective. All these different views, you can look at it from Charlie over there's perspective. And 
because each of us have our own unique brain map and our own unique wiring because of our experiences and the stories we made up about our experiences. And that's what it really comes down to. Like you said in the very beginning, it's the meaning that you make. It's like, I can look at one of my early traumas as this very like terrible trauma. And once in meditation, I saw it from this other perspective as like this very loving goodbye between like a small child and her best friend that was passing on. Mm -hmm. And that perspective totally healed and shifted a whole lot of stuff within me because I got to see it as something beautiful, right? That change of perspective and the meaning that I made of it was different. It rewired and shifted in my brain and it created something beautiful rather than something tragic. Yes. And that, and that truth is just as valid as someone who says, no, no, it is tragic. And here's all the reasons why it's just, right. you, you chose a more empowering way to think. It doesn't make there it, it right or wrong. It's just, it, it helps you live your life again. Oh, I never even finished the whole thing about the, the it's not us in the universe. The second part of that is we keep asking the universe for things, but my, what I'm inviting people to look at is the universe is asking of us. The universe says, here, here's life and here are the passions and here's your desires and here's everything. Here's a reality creation mechanism in your brain. I want to experience all of it. So go do it, right? We're born with all of it, you know? And then of course the, the programming comes in and, and then we get off track. It's kind of like what you were saying before. If we never got off track, if we were born with knowledge of our infinite you know, capabilities and what our brain could really do. And if we learned that our passions are unique to us and if, if they weren't judged by parents or whatever, if we were all just doing what we were here to do, if we were allowed to cultivate it from our youth, if, if our passions weren't stopped when we got into the education system and then rechecked in and 20, 25 years later or whatever, <laughs> if it was just think what a world this could be like where everybody's playing their perfect part. It's that synergy. If everybody's just doing what they're here to do, because no one told them they couldn't. Right. That's, that's the essence of be the wolf right there. I was on the, the way to the post office this morning and I was just thinking about how, when you're little, like I, not everybody, but a lot of people have this sense of that anything is possible. And they have maybe this little glimmer of what it is that they're here to do some little glimmer of something. And I have this moment that I anchor back to, and it was a bit, it was an anchor point in my healing process because I I was able to hang on to that feeling and be able to use that feeling to keep doing the, trying the things. And some things brought me closer to that feeling and some things took me farther away. But if everybody believed and trusted that they could rewire their brain and, and take away those disempowering beliefs and really step into who they are born to be, who are they're meant to be, who they're like, what their soul deep down, whatever you might believe in, that is thinking that's the right best thing for them to be. Could you imagine like how cool this world would be? Because you could salt, like there would be weird things like, 
people working, picking on the farms would probably be making a lot of money and working four hours a day because I don't know. I don't even know how it would work, but I just had this sense and this feeling like, wow, if you could somehow make everybody get to that place, that it would just balance out the whole ecosystem in this powerful and beautiful way. True. But, and having said all that, we do have a lot of control over our own personal ecosystems. We can choose who we hang out with, what we expose ourselves to, and what we're going to make a part of our reality. I mean, I filter out a lot of stuff is not happening in my world. You know, well, your living is blind. There's all this stuff going on. Great. Do I really need to know about it to live my life, to hear what, to do what I'm here? Is it going to bring me down? Is it going to make me doubt humanity? Because that's what was happening. Right. right? When all of that stuff. And it's like, if I start doubting, why would I expose myself? I have no space in my brain for it. Yep. Plus these days, who knows what's even true anyway? I mean, truly. So just right. wake up in the day, go with what's there and, and just keep, and so just keep being who you're here to be, you know? Exactly. And, and so that has, it, it, it's worked for me. It can work for you too, but we are programmed though. Again, that's wiring. No, no, I have to know everything. And if you have a leaning one way or the other, of course, you're going to see all the evidence that goes in your favor because that's how the brain works. Well, yeah. And having to know everything is a fear, right? Because what will happen if I don't know everything? If I don't know everything, then, oh my God, there's going to be a catastrophe. And And if you're living your life from that place, you you are one kind of doing some damage to your own ecosystem because that's a lot of stress and you I mean and of course it's okay if you want to know a lot of things but if you're living from that place of like if I don't know anything then something tragic is going to happen there's a place when you really work and do the rewiring work where you just trust yourself to be able to handle whatever comes at you and that, I think, is where the true power really comes from. I think what's tragic is that people work themselves into a belief system that says, I have to stress about world affairs in, in all of my waking hours. Because right. to be a, a good global citizen, I need to be concerned and worry and stress and have opinions about and be angry about this. Otherwise, I'm irresponsible. No, thank you. I got this one life, as far as I know. And I have the choice to enjoy it. And surround myself with things that I enjoy and make a difference for people. It's not like I'm just self just taking in. Like I'm here to do something on the planet and I am doing my best to reach as many people as I can and make that impact. I don't need to solve all the other world problems. I'm here to solve the ones I can, right? Right. And if I can't solve those worlds, I don't need to stress about them because there's people out there who are actively on it, (laughs) despite what you might think about how they're doing it. But I'm not going to be the one. I'm here on my path. So I'm going to find all the happiness and joy I can in every moment and I can. And I'm going to limit my exposure to the things that take me off of that. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think people feel like they have to do everything about everything and all of this stuff. But if you actually get real clear on what is right for you and what gifts you can bring to the world, and if you bring them to the world in a way that feels authentic and positive and expansive for yourself, then you are creating a ripple effect out in the world 
And if your strength, if you're trying to spread yourself around a million different things, you're not actually concentrating your strength on how you can make the biggest, most positive impact. My impact is not in politics. My impact is healing people and rewiring brains. Your impact is similar, I believe. And I think that that's one thing that's really important. It's we don't have to do everything to be a good person, to right. be a good citizen. Yeah. And and yeah. it's not like that earns you the right to have the life you want anyway. You're here. Right. You were given the brain. The universe deemed you worthy. You wouldn't be here otherwise. So go for it. Yeah. 100%. All right. So tell us about where to find you. Tell us about what you help people do. Give us all the information about you. All right, well, we talked about the quiz, which is a great front door to, to the work I'm doing now. Uh, that's at tptquiz.com that you got down there, 60 seconds, and then you'll get your results. And then then I'll talk about how I actually work with people and how, you know, how my approach to this works. You can also go to meetbobdoyle.com, which is pretty much the Bob Doyle hub to all the stuff, the training, the teaching, the coaching, and all some of the goofy stuff too, Bob Doyle show, other things that I, I do. Uh, but I'm also super easy to find on just about any social. I got probably got like four different YouTube channels and Facebook all over <laughs> the place, Instagram. It's, there's no, it's not at all challenging to find me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right here right now. I've found you, which I'm incredibly grateful for. And those of you that are looking for me, you can find me at JeneaBarnes.com, G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S.com. And you can also find me on all the social medias as well. Bob, I think we could probably talk for five, ten more hours about this stuff. And we will spare our listeners from that long, drawn-out episode but this is a good bite-sized chunk for everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very honored to have you here with me. Well, it's totally my pleasure. I appreciate being asked. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Wolf. Please take a moment to rate, share, and follow this podcast so that together we can inspire others to be the wolf.